We thank God for the choir, right? Let's give them a hand. Are you enjoying Christmas? Uh, that everyone has a winter tree at home? Did I make a mistake here? Christmas tree, right? Amen. This is Christmas season. I would like to remind you. Last year we had fun with this one, but uh, uh, this is the, the time we celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ into this world. And if he didn't come, this world would be a total darkness. We'll be lost without him. We thank God for his coming to the world. This is not my message, but it's... Uh, let's. Uh, I want to read one verse. If you want to open your Bibles to Isaiah. Isaiah uh, chapter 7. One verse, verse 14. We're all together here. Okay. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel. God is with us. She'll call his name Emmanuel. God is with us. Today I'm going to talk about the blessings of Christmas. It's a joy to think about the blessings of Christmas. We are Christians because God loved us and gave His only begotten Son to come into this world, our world, to reveal God's love to us and to redeem our failing, our fallen nature. We heard the message from heaven. We accepted it. And we are Christians because someone cared and invited us to come and hear the gospel and we got saved. And that's why we enjoy Christmas. We are the recipients as Christians, born again believers, we are the recipients of the blessings of our faith because of those who were burdened to tell us about the Savior. For instance, the shepherds went forth from the stable with a story to tell. Right? The wise men came bringing their best gifts and returned to their land by a different route, spreading the the good news and what they had discovered in Bethlehem. The apostles gave themselves to spreading the gospel. Our spiritual fathers communicated to us the good news, how the angels sang about what the angels sang about and the shepherds told us about also. We in turn must obey the Great Commission. And that's what we're doing today. Tell the world about the greatest gift this universe has ever known. And what's this gift? What is the name of this gift? Amen. Jesus Christ. Say it. Jesus Christ. Amen. 
We have been blessed beyond, beyond imagination. And if we are enjoying that tranquility, the joy, the peace of Christ that has been given or bestowed upon us, and if we are now sitting in our seats and looking forward to have a wonderful Christmas Eve, a wonderful Christmas Day, it's because Jesus came into this world. In spite of all the problems around us, this world is filled with problems. But we thank God, we can still rejoice in Jesus Christ. His promise stays forever. Peace, I leave with you. Peace, I give unto you. Not as the world gives. They talk about peace. They talk about peace in the Middle East. They talk about peace with neighbors. They talk about peace amongst nations. And you know what? These are all temporary peace. But the peace that God gives is forever peace. Everlasting, eternal peace. Then let not your heart be troubled. And do not be fearful. This is a blessing No one knows and appreciates unless you are a Christian. You agree with me? And do you have this blessing? This is my question today. Do you have this blessing? Do you have this joy in your life? Today another Christmas comes upon us. In two days we'll be celebrating Christmas Day. And I hope with all my heart that you are enjoying this time as much as I'm enjoying it. Well, this time... uh, The greatest gift is the Lord Jesus Christ. But we've been blessed with a granddaughter. And I'm enjoying her very much. I never thought I'd love a granddaughter like this. All is canceled. Everything is canceled. I'm telling you. Amazing. She stole my heart. And uh, don't talk about Sylvia. She is completely gone. Praise God. May God bless her, bless her parents, and may she grow to become an effective member of this church. If the Lord tarries, otherwise we'll all go to heaven. Amen together. Well, let's look at a couple of blessings because time is short. Number one, I want to share with you the joy of Christmas is we are blessed with that. Because God is with us. And God is for us. Two things. First, God is for us. In a world that's quickly sliding to its disastrous end. You can see today, this world is driven by power-hungry people. Do you agree with that? Okay. Self-centered society. It's me. It's a me day. Did you ever hear of that? As a me time? You know, as I grow older in life, these were not 50 years ago. These terminologies did not exist. Nowadays, this is for me. Me time. Me, Me day. May God help me. 
not to get mad. <laughs> Success is judged today by performance and rewards are given in recognition of achievements. But we find it difficult to place in this scene God's people. So many times we feel we're strangers and we should be. We should be strangers. And we labor silently. And we follow the standards of the Lord Jesus Christ as much as we can. And we often wonder, how are we to survive and earn a living in a world like this? Thank God, amongst all the question marks sometimes that we have, a heaven answers. And it answered us over 2,000 years ago. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news, a great joy. And this is the good news for today in the city of David. There has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. He came to our rescue and to be with us until the end of this world. It's not for a certain period, but he is with you and with me. From the day you started walking with him. And he's not going to leave you until the end of this world. Or whichever comes first. Until the trumpet sounds. And I hope the trumpet sounds first. George Muller said in this. About God is... For him, because you know how George Muller had a big responsibility to feed many children without parents. And you know what he said in regards to that? The living God is my partner. And he came and made us partners with him. God is for us. God is for you and for me. Around us, we look around us, people are so busy. It's a raging sea. If you go to uh, visit the malls nowadays, it's a sea of people. And everyone is in a hurry. Accidents multiply during this season. And people become more I don't think loving. I have no word for that. But they become more self-centered. And their mind is, what am I going to get here? What am I going to get for mom and dad? And we are taken by that. And people are so busy in the hustle of Christmas time. Forgetting the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. And why they're celebrating In the midst of this all, he prepared a way of escape and sent to us a baby, Jesus Christ. This is why Christmas is so dear to the hearts of many, many Christians. And we thank God for God our Father who loved us so much to send his only unique son to redeem us. And to buy us back from this world. And from the hands of the devil, 
He is for us when the enemy accuses us to crush us. Christian, God is for you. He is for us to support us. He's for us to give us victory over the powers of hell. He's for us today. He's for us tomorrow. He's for us until the end of this world. He is for us forever. Blessed assurance. Jesus is ours. We are dependent on anything. We are not dependent on anything in this world for our calmness, quietness, satisfaction, our demeanor, our peace of mind, of heart, is based entirely on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget that. Well, all the sea is raging around you. If you have Jesus in your heart, you see you have the peace that passes all understanding, as the Bible says. If, you are, if all the anxiety, uh, anxiety behind you uh, and around you And see people going mad. See people acting crazy. See the world in fear. See the economy. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You see the Christian who has Jesus in his heart. Sailing through because Jesus is for him. Because Jesus is with him. Because the peace that passes understand him is in his mind and in his heart and going forward in the journey. He said, I have come to give you life. And life he has given us. And what awaits us is more than life. It's life eternal. You know, people seek the world and seek doctors, psychiatrists to have peace of mind, to go and ask for the solution of their problems. But let me tell you, the solution that God gives to your heart in solving your problems, the problems of life, is a solution no man can give, no doctor can give, no psychiatrist can give. And he's working day and night on your behalf and mine to secure the journey and to bless you as you go along with him. You're not walking along, alone. You're walking with him and he is supporting you all the way through. This peace, I tell you one thing, the world cannot give it and the world cannot take it away. This is the peace that comes from God amongst this raging sea around us. Listen to what he says in Malachi. Though everything changes, he never changes. I, the Lord, do not change. And he is God who is for you day and night. He's your attorney. He's your God. He is your business manager. This is why he came into this world to save you. The moment he saved you and changed you, he became your God. He became your friend. He became your savior. He became everything to you. If we have him, we have everything.
The Bible says he is the one who loves better than a brother. Actually, it says he is a friend that sticks closer, closer than a brother. He is your friend in Proverbs. And the one who directs our destinies. John Darby in this, he said, God's ways are behind the scenes, but he moves the scenes which he is behind. Do you get it? God's ways are behind the scenes, but he moves the scenes which he is behind. So everything is in his hand. So he is the God that you have, and he is for you and for me this afternoon. It's only not God for us, but he is with us too. The prophecy in Isaiah, Behold, a virgin, what we read, will be with, with a child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, that is, God with us. For in him, Paul said, we live and move and exist. The question is, are we on his side? During this Christmas, he is for us, he is with us, but are we with him? Are we on his side? Abraham Lincoln once said when a delegation came to see him and ask him about the union and where we're going from here, he asked, he, he, the answer was so brief but so deep. He says, my great concern is not whether God is on our side. My great concern is to be on God's side. Where are we this Christmas? He is on our side. He is for you. He is working on your behalf. He's directing the scenes. And he's behind the scenes to work everything together for good to them that love God. He is doing everything for your own good. Where are you? Are you on his side? Do you have the joy of Christmas? This is one of the blessings. So many blessings that we have. But we should be cognizant to the fact that without God, without Jesus, we cannot make it. But with him, the skies are in it. The sky's the limit. The Christmas message declares that God has always been with us and for us. If we will but trust him and let Christ have his place in our hearts. He was born in a manger. But let me ask a question. Was he born in your heart? You look at the manger. How cute. How wonderful. We love babies. We love little children. This church has probably 80 of them. And I love them all. And they're cute. And that's good, but. Do you have that babe that was born over 2,000 years ago in your heart? Do you have the person of the Lord Jesus Christ during this Christmas? Does he have his place in your life? Are we going his way?
Are we appreciating his gift? A man who appreciated God very much, who experienced the power of salvation in his life. Listen to what he wrote. He said, God's thanks, I have it to pilot me. God's wisdom to guide me. God's eye to look before me. God's ears to hear me. God's work to speak for me. God's way of life before me. God's hand to guard me. God's shield to protect me. And God's host of angels to look over me as I go on this journey. Do you have that? Another blessing. Another joy. The joy of belonging. We heard about that during the breaking of bread to the family of God. Are you part of this family of God? This family represents only a little portion. But imagine the family of the Christians around the world. Those believers around the world. You are part of the family of God. I can say hallelujah. What a great family. Christmas is usually a family oriented affair. And allow me to say. For some this can be a painful experience. Gathering families and now it doesn't work so good with many. But while many also enjoy it and it is a joyous affair and a joyous and pleasant experience for them. We always look forward to have people to enjoy our uh, friends and families. And at this time of the year also many are deprived. Many don't have families. Many long to have a friend. And thank God for this family of God. If you don't have any friend outside, you have friends in here. You will always find friends with the Christians. No matter where you are. With a bunch of believers, you feel when you first meet them, that as if you knew them since 1,000 years. Isn't that true? Thank God. Regardless whether you are a family or not. You have a family or not. There is always the joy of being a member of the family of God. When you belong to this family. This is, this is a great blessing. When you belong to this family. Let me tell you one thing. Loneliness is gone. Right? You have this family. No more loneliness. Feeling blue. Especially in our days. Feeling blue is gone. Separation from relatives. You can't visit them. They are in a distant place. Is takes a back seat. To the newfound family that you have. Even those who have given up on Christmas. I tell you. There is hope for you. When you become a child of God. And part of the family of God. Listen, friends, it is for real. It's comforting to be a member of this family. Are you, my question, are you a member of the family of God? It's good to stop at this junction in your life and say, am I, and ask your question, yourself a question. Am I a member of the family of God? 
And what do I mean by that? I said, okay, I want to become a member of this family. I enjoy it. I love the atmosphere. Everybody, I see love here. I see friendship. And I hope it is in every church. Bible-believing church. The question is, how do I become a member of this family? I would love to, love to become a member of this family. This is the answer. I'm not going to leave you without an answer. The only way to become part of this family is through the spiritual birth. Am I clear on that? What I mean is the same old Bible principle. I don't have a new recipe for you. I'm not going to give you uh, papers to fill. We don't have papers to fill. Many people came to this family to, to here and asked me, Edo, what do we need to become members of this family? I said, you have to read the bylaws and abide, abide by them. I said, well, do you have the bylaws? Are they written? I said, sure. It's uh, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2 and verse 42. Is that all? That's all. What is it? You must be born again. It's not in filling papers. It's not in donations. It's not in fasting and praying, which is good. But first and foremost is to be born again. And I'm not saying this. Jesus Christ said it. When Nicodemus came to him at night, he says, what shall I do? That's the question. I want to become a member of the family of God. What shall I do? He said, you must be born again. Though you are a member of the Sanhedrin, you, have, you are respect, a respected person in the community. This and you have, you have done so many things. God knew all about him. He said, let's talk about you must be born again. You want to come, become a member of the family of God? Take Jesus Christ as your Savior. And live for him. And what, guess what? And there is no substitute for that. But you say, well, I... I I, I do char charitable things. I give to charity. I have good deeds. I go to St. Anthony in San Francisco and serve on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. I serve meal. I donate to the churches. I, um, I serve meals to the homeless. I help the elderly. I have and many other things. Let me, let me answer you what the Bible says here. Your good deeds, your donations to charities, your service to the poor during Christmas and other holidays, your serving meals to homeless, your other deeds, your other acts, and you may choose to do, okay, while all these are commendable and appreciated, believe me, they are, they will not profit and give you a passport to become a member of the family of God. I say it with all the love in my heart. To enjoy the family of God, you must enter through the narrow door. And that is, you must be born again. That's why Jesus came. That's why he came. That's why he was born. 
He lived amongst us for 30 years. Perhaps 33 years. And he went to the cross. Because he came to save you and me. To become member of the family of God. There is no other way. There is no other door. You must be born again. Listen to what the Bible says. As many as received him. If you consider yourself someone who received Jesus Christ as Savior, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. He gave what? The right. In some translations, he gave them the power, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. Either way, you will have the power or the right to become a child of God when you receive him in your heart. Would you take that baby in your heart? That's what Christmas means. I came. He was rejected. He came to his own. And his own what? Didn't want him. Rejected him. But to those, as many as received him, he gave the power or the right to become children of God who believe on his name. If we confess our sins, he is able, he is willing, he is righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then you will experience, believe me, the blessings and joy belonging to the family of God. The question is, you want God to be for you and with you? You want to enjoy Christmas the way you've never enjoyed it before? You want to become a part of the family of God, a member in the family of God, universal. You're a member in the church, born again, universally, you're accepted. Because this is the criteria that God has placed, according to the Bible, you must be born again. And then you become, you will rejoice in Christmas. You rejoice in, in celebrating Christmas. You rejoice not during this season, in every season. Whether it's Easter or Christmas, whether it's 4th of July or any other, because you have Jesus in your heart, you have the joy forevermore. Now, the benefits you'll be beyond condemnation, the Bible says. You become a member of the family of God. You were condemned before. But Jesus, when you take him as Savior, says, okay, we'll erase it all. No condemnation. You're delivered from the law. You're a member of his kingdom. Not only a member of the family, a member of his kingdom. And you have access to the throne of God any time during day or night. Because this is the privilege of a child of God. And finally, you'll never be abandoned. You'll never feel that you are alone. You'll never have the blues. (laughs) 
that others have the blues. Psychiatrists are looking forward. Second of January, they have business galore. But they won't see any Christian going to them. Because we have gone to our super psychiatrist, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he solved our problem. How about that? You will never be abandoned. You will never feel lonely. You will never have that feeling of, I am alone and I have the blues and don't talk to me. Give me some drinks so I can forget. And drinks take you down more and depresses you more until Satan takes you and kills you at times. But Jesus is there. I have come to give you life. Take your blues to him. This is why. I have come to give you life. I have come to save you. I have come to be with you. I have come that you will become part of my family. Won't you like to be part of the family of God? You're proud to be a family of the Kennedys, of this or that or anybody, but I am proud to be part of the family of Jesus Christ. This is life. This is Christmas. This is the message that I give you to those of you who have Jesus. May the blessings of Christmas be upon you. And if you haven't experienced his salvation yet, I invite you, the door is wide open. I invite you to say, Lord Jesus, take me into your family. I would like you to save me and adopt me. So I become a child in the family of God. And then you will have a great Christmas. And I guarantee you one thing, that you'll never feel the blues in your entire life. He will never forsake you nor leave you. He'll never abandon you. Okay? Let's bow our heads and then ask God to open our eyes, our hearts, our lives to Him. So, I want to have a Merry Christmas. I want to give Him my life. I want to be part of this family. I want to have God for me. It's enough. The whole world against me. I want to have God for me. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Right? Pray in your heart this prayer. Lord, if you haven't experienced yet to be a part of the family of God, a child of God, say, Lord, I come to you during this Christmas season. Take me. Change me. Accept me as your son. Forgive me. Since I have made in my life, wash me with your blood, and then you enter into the family of God. Our Father, we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence this afternoon. And hopefully, you spoke to our hearts. May the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ, bring peace to raging hearts, to lonely hearts, to tortured hearts. May these people who do not know you yet as Savior take you as their Savior. And then they will rejoice becoming part of the family of God.
be with everyone. May the spirit of Christmas be in every life, in every family. The spirit of love, peace, and joy through Jesus Christ. For in his name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Amen. May God be with you and bless you.